Welcome to the Live in Everett podcast, where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I'm producer Henry J. Tyler Chisholm, gone this week. Wah, wah. Thanks so much for joining us on episode number 130. How crazy is that? 130 times I've sat across from you and Tyler and stared into your eyes and then listened to you while editing this podcast 130 times. How, how crazy is that? That's like a 4.1 out of five on the crazy scale it is i think it's it's pretty crazy it's up there it's up there (laughs) well on today's episode we'll be sharing events from the weekly goodness talk about the brand new hotel indigo that just opened on the waterfront uh we're going to talk about a seattle festival that's found a new home in everett and share our interview with sarah molich did i say that right i think so okay good from sharing wheels let's jump in All right, let's talk about our lives in Everett. Hotel Indigo has opened. I drove past it. That's all I got. So <laughs> it's it's a new hotel on the waterfront. It's part of the new waterfront project development. This is like the first like big boy structure that is a part of all of this development on the waterfront, besides the bridge. Uh, that but you can't stay in the bridge. I mean, I guess you could. Not not yet. Not you yet. Can't stay in the bridge and not legally, but you yeah. can legally stay in this hotel. Hotel Indigo. So yeah, tell us more, Garrett. Yeah, we've uh, you know shared about Waterfront Place before. I'm sure you've all heard lots about it. So this is a massive 65-acre development uh, that the Port of Everett has been working on for quite some time, and uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, this is one of the the first big things to really come to fruition, where we can go touch it and see it and walk through it and see that, Hey, this thing is actually happening. And, uh, I'm excited. They, they have a, a bar and grill there called the jetty bar and grill that we're hoping to get in there uh, sooner than later for a live in Everett TV. And, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to go stay at the hotel, but I'm, I'm happy it's there. It's cool. Me too. And it's pretty cool right around the area too, because while it's being all built up, obviously there's a lot of empty lots, the splash park thing the little water fountain there is right behind the hotel so that's kind of cool where like you can kind of see what the vibe is going to be like uh the hotel has like porthole windows on the outside very nautical yeah apparently almost every single one of the rooms it says 119 of the 142 rooms have uh views of the water which is pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. And it also has nearly 8,000 square feet of indoor meeting and event space and over 5,000 square feet of outdoor event space. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a good good resource for the community. That's fantastic. You know, I've been wanting to throw an anime convention in... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there you go. You got your spot, man. I know, right? Well, hey, that would actually be pretty cool. They've been trying to do... It would be cool to have like an Everett Comic Con or something like that. I feel like the city is geeky enough with Funko, with Bobacon. Everett Comics. Everett Comics. There's a lot of comic shops here in this town. There's a lot of game stores here in this town. Shout out to Geeky Villain. That's where I go to pick up my Final Fantasy trading card game cards. Hit me up if you ever want to play. I got a Wicked Earth Fire deck. Um, we can sustain some sort of anime, Comic Con convention type of thing That'd in this city. Cool. I, I could see it someday. Maybe. Uh... I don't know. Would it be big enough for uh, Angel of the Winds Arena, I wonder? Maybe. I mean, New York City Comic Con and was San Diego started in a hotel ballroom. 
Maybe that's the key. You start kind of small, start at like a hotel. Maybe it starts at Hotel Indigo, then it can grow into a larger space perhaps. Right, for sure. So yeah, hopefully we'll see some cosplayers out there one day. (laughs) (laughs) The hotel is is gorgeous. Um, Just driving past it looks pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it looks really nice. Um, uh, I'm excited to go check out the inside. But uh, yeah, it's happened, my friends. It's here. It's open. Check it out. So the other thing that's happening is this boat float festival. Is that really what it's called? What is it called? Uh, We're talking about it at the meeting this morning. It's called Boats Afloat. Boats Afloat. And it's moving from Seattle. Take that, Seattle. Yeah, from uh, South Lake Union. And it's moving to the Port of Everett after, uh, let's see, was it 20 or 30 years? It's, it's been happening for a long time. The uh, Everett Herald recently did an article about it. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, about, about 30 years they've been doing it. And the, I read the article the other day and kind of the gist I got is, um, apparently the organization that puts on this annual festival like a decade ago when Google and Amazon and, you know, we're all moving into South Lake union and that area was blowing up. I guess they were really excited at all these new prospective boaters, to kind of take into because I think the people who put on the festival, I think they're from uh, like a yacht club or something like that. And uh, I guess that just didn't happen at all that uh, all those tech folks apparently just didn't, didn't take up the boating. Who would have thought that nerds don't like to go outside? <laughs> I'm kidding. You would think with all that money rolling in, there'd just be yachts aplenty, right? Jeff Bezos has to own at least 500 yachts. You would think so. Yeah. Got to have one at least for each day of the year, you know? Uh <laughs> But, um, and then I guess it's, it's just gotten really busy down there and apparently their lease didn't get, uh, renewed and they've been looking for a new home. I believe it said for the last two or three years, they've kind of been looking for the right, uh, location to relocate to. And they've, they've landed on the, uh, the port of Everett, the largest so. public port boat thing in, uh, <laughs> on the West coast. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> largest, uh, I, I believe it is the, the largest public marina. That's it. Uh, that was, those were the, the words coast. I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> largest public marina on the West coast. Well, awesome. Boats afloat is coming to Everett. And the thing that sounds kind of unique, that's different from like, now I believe like the Seattle boat show, it's like in a convention hall, the you know, all the show. boats are not floating. The boat show. Yeah. The big Seattle boat show. Remember that commercial That one from back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. And so the difference there, right? Those are all, you know, on land, whereas this boat's afloat. I guess they do like platforms around where you can actually like walk around the boats, like while they're floating in the water, see them in their natural habitat. And I think they said around 10,000 people come out to the festival every year. Wow. All right. And uh, yeah, so pretty good sized. Um, so yeah, definitely a, a thing that should be a fun, fun new event uh, coming to Everett. So yeah, pretty, pretty crazy to see something like that relocating from Seattle and coming to good old Everett. And then those, those people that go to the festival can stay at Hotel Indigo. There you go. There we go. See? A lot of bang. We're, we're growing up here in the big city of Everett. We're losing a Denny's. We're uh, getting a, getting a boat festival. All kinds of power moves. All, all <laughs> kinds of power moves. Take that, Denny's. Get out of here. We got a hospital and a hotel and a and a boat festival now. Floating boats. Floating boats. The best kind of boats. That's right. Not those stationary boats. Yeah, Not those, those land boats. Yeah. We got real boats. <laughs> 
Um, one more thing that we were kind of kicking around, we do have time for this uh, in the meeting this morning, is that the amount of traffic that is happening now in downtown because of the Rucker Renewal Project, tons of traffic coming through Colby. I've almost been hit by a car. I almost got hit by a car yesterday and a couple of days ago. Uh, Linda almost got hit by a car the other day. You almost got hit by a car the other day. So just want to say, if you're traveling through downtown Everett, be aware of pedestrians. As the city grows, like what we just talked about here, more people will be on the street, more cars are on the street, being moved into into downtown because of the Rucker Renewal Project. So be aware of that. I know that uh, Everett PD is going to start looking out for uh, crosswalk encroachers, as they are calling them. People who just like don't stop at the stop line. They just roll right out into the crosswalk. Don't do that. Everett PD is going to look for you and they're going to ticket you. So be careful on that. That is my soapbox for this week. Just be just be careful out there with other drivers yeah, and people. Good, good word for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we've talked about this before that just, I feel like drivers in Everett just still are not used to looking for pedestrians. And uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, all this construction is just making uh, things a little more congested than usual. So uh, yeah, be safe out there, friends. Yep. And it's not just, I'm not just saying that like, oh, I almost got hit by a car. Like I put my hands out, almost touched the hood of the car that was coming towards me that was going to clip me. It was scary. Yeah. Scary stuff. It's sketchy. You definitely got to watch out. Like I was telling you guys earlier how, you know, I was pushing the stroller with the baby this weekend and, you know, light turns green. It's my turn to cross, but there's a couple of cars turning left. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to make sure they're actually following the, the rules here. And sure enough, the first car takes off and turns right in front of me. And, um, thankfully I was paying attention cause I don't think they were. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got to, uh, got to be a defensive pedestrian. Strong dad instincts on that one. <laughs> I try. So how is your life in Everett? Drop us a line through social media or leave us a voicemail. You know what? Don't even leave us a voicemail. Nobody leaves us a voicemail except for Dan Ernesty, our best friend of the podcast, Dan Ernesty. I mean, you can if you want to. 425-341-3731. You can slide into our DMs, however, which would be pretty cool. And then we'll read your comments live on the air. So let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So, uh, Henry, what is your event pick of the week? Well, my event pick of the week, um, it, we, we're getting into show season again now, I feel, in the Everett music scene. Um, so the Dirty dirty Rugs, The Moon is Flat, Linda from Work, which is funny because I we work with Linda, Linda Warbonnet. So Linda from Work, not not the Linda that works here, another Linda from Work, the band Linda from Work. <laughs> great <name>. playing at, <laughs> They're playing at Black Live Gallery, uh, Friday at 8 p.m. It's all ages. The Moon is Flat is always a fun time. I don't know Dirty Rugs or Linda from Work, but I'm excited to check them out. Nice. I have an exciting event to share about, but first I want to circle back on an event I shared about last week and I screwed it up. Oh yeah, that's bad right. Yeah, you did. Cause I am helping host it. Linda from work week. called you out on it. Linda from work did call me out on it. Rightfully. So the, uh, 25th annual, uh, Monte Cristo award ceremony is this Thursday. So tomorrow night. Yeah. Tomorrow night. If you're listening to this, the day that the podcast came out, uh, last week when I mentioned it, I accidentally said the wrong day of the week. So my apologies. 
uh, but it is indeed this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. at the Historic Everett Theater. And uh, the Monte Cristo Awards celebrate, uh, you know, the pride in the neighborhood, you know, beautiful houses, beautiful businesses, beautiful apartment buildings, recognizing all the folks that go above and beyond to uh, make our neighborhoods remarkable. And I've, I've always found the awards uh, when I first moved to Everett and I saw these plaques people would, would get, I, I kind of revered them. I was like, wow, that's like a, a big deal. It's this cool thing. So really exciting to get to help host the event uh, this year and especially being the, t- the 25th year. It's a pretty big deal. So uh, come on out. It is pretty cool. And it's funny that you screwed the date up because you are presenting I know, right? There with Tyler. So. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> and then also going on, so I wanted to correct that one from last week. Yes. And I also wanted to briefly plug uh, another event coming up this week. On Friday at noon, they're going to be do the, doing the ribbon cutting on Hopeworks Station. Uh, it's the grand opening. Um, you can go tour it and check it out. It's a huge, cool, new, beautiful building on Broadway. And uh, for a couple of years, back around 2017, I was on a steering committee for Housing Hope, a part of helping uh, raise money for this project. So it's really exciting to see it come to fruition. Uh, They have a lot of great things there from uh, housing to training and, uh, you know, helping folks like the big thing that Housing Hope does. It's not giving people like a like they say, it's it's not giving them a hand out, but a, a hand up. Is that how they say it? That sounds right. Helping them get back on their feet. You know, they have multiple different social enterprises um, that they've been doing for a number number of years now. They have their their Groundworks program, teaching people how to do landscaping work. Uh, They have the uh, Cafe Works, uh, you know, coffee shop, the Renew Works furniture store. Which we did a Live in Every TV on. Yes, we did indeed. And then... So with the new building, they're going to have like a whole full on kitchen there where I believe they'll be able to offer more food and like catering type services and be able to expand their training programs and uh, just allow them to do a lot more cool stuff for all the good work that they're doing over there. So, uh, yeah, once again, that is this Friday at noon. uh, Hope Workstation grand opening. uh, Very exciting stuff. It's a beautiful building. It's right by my house. So I drive past it often. It's been cool to see it kind of be constructed very cool stuff um i guess we should give a shout out to the wild coyote music festival which is happening thursday through saturday oh, yeah. at 6 30 p.m being put on by the everett music initiative uh it's going to be americana and country music festival featuring local and national artists food trucks and something called chicken poop bingo <laughs> which i didn't write in there they don't say poop they say the sh word which we can't say on this podcast this is a clean family-friendly podcast so you can't say shit. you can't say chicken at all. It's chicken crud. Chicken crud. Chicken crud bingo. So yeah, that's Thursday through Saturday. Uh, I believe the Thursday night show starts at 6.30 p.m. Everything else, I think, starts at 5 or 5.30. Check it out, everymusicinitiative.org, I believe is where you can go, or .com. Google is your friend. It's 2019. Just Google it. Google it. Google it. So that's what we've picked out for this week. For more details and to get the weekly goodness sent to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveineverett.com slash subscribe. And up next is our interview with Sarah from Sharing Wheels. So stick around. Snohomish County is earthquake country. Join us at 1017 a.m. October 17th for the Great Washington Shakeout, the world's largest earthquake and tsunami drill. Learn survival and preparedness tips at shakeout.org slash Washington. Drop, cover, and hold on. 
Hey everybody, Henry and Garrett here, along with a very special guest today, Sarah Molich, the program coordinator from Sharing Wheels is with us. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good. Thanks for being here. So for those that don't know, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Sharing Wheels? Okay. Sharing Wheels is the only nonprofit bike shop, uh, community bike shop in Snohomish County. We started in 2002 as a way to, um, a mobile like repair shop for the um, people at the mission. We would drive down there and fix their bikes, um, but we've moved to a brick-and-mortar place at the Broadway Mall. We're on Broadway, at, um, right north of QFC. So yeah, and you're kind of... Oh, go ahead. Broadway Hobbies. Yes. Well, right. Broadway Mall in the hobby shop is yeah, yeah, yeah. a prominent part, part of that building. Over there, and over Annabelle's by... Bell's Gallery. And Henry's Donuts is right Henry's there. Henry's Donuts. And Separate you, building from Henry's. Yes, bed. yes. And you... Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why you said you like yeah. Henry's Donuts. You're that's right, my you're right by there. There you go. <laughs> we're, we're a little um, oversaturated with donuts, but coffee, <laughs> you can never have enough. <laughs> and so your guys' location, you're actually around the back of the building, back yeah. in the alleyway. It's kind of a... A hidden thing back yeah, there it's kind of secretive i feel like <laughs> yeah it's cool i like it yeah in the summertime we open the bay doors for some some flow through of air but it was the dairy gold cooler originally in that building oh. so it doesn't have much airflow and or windows actually uh, outside so <laughs> much <laughs> no like this plants. office <laughs> yeah I see a window behind me yeah we got one <laughs> yeah we got one yeah no i'm kidding of a brick wall <laughs> well for a long time our the largest room in our office our big kind of team room uh, was the biggest room in the whole office and it didn't have a window and but our landlord was very nice and had one put in earlier this year so oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have some natural light yeah we do have a window to the hobby shop so we can see what they're doing oh funny and almost we can see some skylight through there <laughs> Nice. So what's your role with uh, Sharing Wheels and how long have you been involved there? I've been involved for about three years. I started as a volunteer, then moved to the board. I was on the board for a year and then I um, was hired as a business manager and then changed to program coordinator um, last August. So it's been a year since I've been an employee there. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I do partnerships, um, coordinate partnerships with community members. Um, we started a internship program with WorkSource recently. We re, um, have youth a youth in, intern. Um, they're paid through WorkSource, and they get work experience through the shop. So that's a really good program. Um, so we partnered with RSVP, which is retired senior volunteer program. Yeah, you got it. Um, with they're located with the Catholic Community Services, and they um, call out for retired people to have volunteer opportunities to spend their time um, working within the community so people don't get, like, retirement tire. You know, people need to do things when they stop working and keep their mind active. So a lot of people come from Boeing and the aerospace services industries um, to work on bikes, and they just like being mechanical and still working with their hands and helping people out. My dad just retired Oh, like last month. Does he want to volunteer? I think he does actually. <laughs> does so, he ride bikes? Yes. Nice. Yes. And he's a, he's a tinkerer for sure. Mm. That must be really nice. Like having Boeing so close and like all, you know, all these retirees. I mean, there's so many like machinists and engineers. Exactly. Yeah. The, the bicycles are like heaven. Yeah. You know, there's so many moving parts and, and cogs and gears and chains and oils and everything, screws and nuts and bolts. 
everything that tinkerers love. Yep, for sure. Yeah. That's we're cool. really a place that tinkers just come and be like, oh my God, I can't believe this place is here. It's all, it's like a toy shop. And, and I'm curious what first inspired you to get involved. Have you always been an avid cyclist? Um, not all my all life. I learned how to ride late in life. Like when I was at um, UW, I got a bike and that was when I was like 26. So late in life, I learned how to. And I stopped driving in 2015. And so I've been exclusively commuting my bike since then. Um, and then I started volunteering at vol- uh, Sharing Wheels in 2016. Um, I was just spending a lot of time gardening and it's kind of a solitary hobby. So I wanted something more social. So you've been biking exclusively for a good three, four years, it sounds yeah. like. Wow. So how was that during, you know, like the winter months and stuff? Do you just power through it? Yeah. Waterproof clothing helps a lot and you really don't get wet past your skin if you're out in the rain. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. You can always change your clothes and then you're dry again. There you go. Yeah. And fenders and good quality waterproof clothing is really important in the winter seasons. For sure. It makes so sense. starting to be fender season. So how, yeah, that is true. How long have you been biking here in Everett? Um, I mostly bike in Everett. Sometimes I have to work up in Seattle for my other job. Um, so pretty much all the time in Everett. So what, what's it like? What's like the... The, in compared to Seattle, it's much more comforting to ride in Everett. It's, well, there's a difference between like the space of uh, on the road, there's a lot less cars down here, and so there's a lot freer space to ride around. Um, but it feels like the drivers in Seattle are more aware of the bikes, mm-hmm. so it, they have more consideration than the drivers in Everett. Um, but there's less of them in Everett, so it's a trade off, and hmm. there's less potholes in Everett, and there's smoother streets than Seattle, so it's really just like a sunny day ride. Would you hold on real quick for everyone who's listening? I don't know what is going on outside. I don't even know if you can hear it, but there's, I think, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think there's a a helicopter flying around our building. So if you hear anything weird, yeah, we're definitely getting some funky vibrations going on that, uh, I wonder if they're doing construction out at the street or something, or I know they've been doing lots of, uh, jackhammering on Rucker, which, um, We've never felt it all the way over here at our office, but yeah, maybe they're doing work nearby. Super weird. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, where was I going? I totally lost my train of thought now. Um, driving in Everett or riding in Everett? Or? Oh yeah. Would you consider Everett a bicycle friendly city? In some ways. There is a lot of, lot more um, road, room on the road, but those um, new bus bump outs are very hard to get around like the Mm. cars don't realize that i'm gonna have to go into their lane to get around those um so i get swiped pretty close and like very like sudden when the car is just right there next to you that's too bad they planned those out very well for bikes um the pavement right next to the bump outs it's like asphalt and very bumpy so it feels like if you go over that spot feels like your wheels gonna fall mm, off yeah so you have to kind of go past the tar and the new pavement into the lane and 
Mm. That's not very much fun. Yeah, that's unfortunate because I think they made those for safety so yeah. that the buses wouldn't have to pull in and out of traffic, but then, but then I, that creates more problems yeah. with bicyclists. Go farther that's out into the something lane. something I hadn't thought about. Yeah. A painted lane would have been nice if they just take, took out all the parking and just painted bus bike lane there. Yeah. yeah. Totally. What What is it like riding with drivers here in Everett? Because we've heard some stories recently about uh, Eric from Bayside Bikes mm-hmm. shared something on Facebook about somebody yelled at him, oh, yeah. even though he was like completely fine. Like right. somebody blew a red light, almost killed him. And then he like caught up to the driver and was like, hey, he almost killed me. And she like laid into him. Yeah. Do you... Do you kind of get that from from some of those drivers that they just assume that, oh, it's somebody on a bike, and so they're lesser than me, basically? I feel like they're looking at their phones or they're distracted, and they're not aware of driving. They get so used to driving that they think they can put it on autopilot and not look for pedestrians and cyclists. And um, I always try to make eye contact and stay out of people's blind spots, but they if they check their blind spots, that's on them. And it's how fast I can get out of that blind spot is on me. Right. I feel like that the same thing applies in a car nowadays too, is people yeah. riding in blind spots is always scary. Yeah. But there's bigger safety. Around yes, that you. is true. Yeah, it is true. Um, you're enclosed in a car. And so <laughs> yeah, you have a big aware. metal shield. Exactly. So getting back to sharing wheels, mm-hmm. um, how are there other places like sharing wheels like like the the model of yeah like we are the only one in Snohomish County um, but there's bike works up in Seattle and the hub is not a nonprofit but they're up in Bellingham and a lot of a lot of them just work to get people on bikes and to have it more accessibility to keep people on bikes and keep people on the bikes that they're riding keep people safe and um, have good access to be easy to get two bikes because it's better for the environment better for your health and it's just funner yeah so sharing wheels you not only fix bikes yeah but you also sell them too right so who's sharing wheels is for people trying to purchase bikes repair like basically everything to do with bikes you can go to sharing wheels for yeah um bike enthusiasts come in and it's like a kid in the candy store um but we try to have a bike for every budget is what we say um we have bike like projects bikes for 50 that you'll have to put some work into up to we got in a a Thai race bike that's very like 19 pound bike that has top end parts and that's what we put on ebay for i think 2000 or Wow. It's 1500 to there somewhere. Sharing wheels gets in frames and bikes, like whole bicycles and parts, things like that. Yeah, we take in only donations. Um, so all the bikes are donated through the community. Um, we take in only shop quality bikes and bikes that can be refurbished easily, um, not things that have been sitting out. Um, we try to minimize how much we've taken in so we can keep the room for people to work around. Um, so we might be able to, we might have to tell people to take the things to the recycling or to the thrift stores. Um, but we only keep really good quality bikes in the shop and things that can be refurbished and parts. We use a lot of parts. We have piles of, of used parts. (laughs) I just imagine like this, like they're very organized. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Because I don't know. I don't know why I just, I just imagine like these, like just 
bike frames everywhere with a dragon sitting on top yeah or something <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. it's just like this is my lair mm-hmm. look at all of these parts that yeah. come through and it's like you know to people people who are like super into bicycles that's got to be yeah. that's like christmas day right exactly. and just like go look through all these things yeah that's but non-bike cool. people they come in a little overwhelmed so um we should be it have a we doing a remodel so we should be more organized and cleaner when you ne- next time everyone comes in to see it. Nice. So of your different programs and people that Sharing Wheels has worked with, do you have any uh, success stories from people you guys have, have worked with or helped out or, or reasons that um, you particularly enjoy being being involved with Sharing Wheels? Yeah, it's really, really nice to be able to help people. come in. They come in with a bike that's... Um, not working and they don't have the money to fix it or they don't that's the only means of uh, transportation around town so it's really um, fulfilling to be able to help them get their bike going again we've had a volunteer coming in for the last few years that has had hip problems and he's very young for having hip problems Um, but he has had to lose uh, like 100 pounds um, before he could get his hip replaced and he did that very successfully by riding bikes and oh wow and learning how to fix them and he is very skillful with fixing his own bike and keeping it running and building up a couple he's gotten to be a little bit of a bike nut and wanting to collect everything (laughs) (laughs) have a bike for every occasion but he just had his hip surgery and he's just um last couple days gotten back back riding on his bike so he's feeling very very thrilled to be on his bike again and that's, that's a, awesome. Yeah, it's very fulfilling to see people grow and change and be empowered by riding their bike. Yeah, that's rad. What uh, I know you guys have uh, some events coming up. What what are some of the, the different things you have on the calendar right now? Yeah, we have um, some repair classes of roadside maintenance to get you out of binds if you come to a spot in the road and your tire goes flat. Um, October 9th and November 13th are our next um, classes, and you can sign up on the website. And they're $25. You can pay in advance either through the, through the link on our website, which is sharingwheels.org, or into the shop, and you can pay there. Um, it'll be a couple hours of class, and you'll learn how to fi- adjust your brakes and fl- change a flat tire, um, adjust your derailleur, and get back right, right on the road. Do you, nice. do you teach people how to flip the bike over and oh. then and then and then do the crank and yeah, crank it and then go ice cream man ice cream man do you teach oh, people I don't know to do the that? ice cream man you, part? you never did that no when you were a kid did anybody else do that no that's gonna be like some ancient thing that my father taught <laughs> it's me just you you flip the bike over <laughs> and so it's like it's like you know it's it's on mm-hmm. its seat and on the, the handlebars. handlebars yeah and then you just crank the crank it and then you make the wheel go around and you say ice cream man ice cream man you're like the ice cream man I'm going to delete this out of the podcast. People are going to think I'm crazy now. I don't People get it. are going to think I'm crazy. Why is that like the ice cream man? I don't know, but that's what I used to do as a kid. I thought that was a thing. I thought I was missing something. I think my dad just screwed up my entire life right now. Um, so that's cool. So you can fix flats, adjust gears, and then I'll come in and teach you how to do the ice cream yeah, man thing. I'd love if to you learn want, how to do I, that. you know, I could. Yeah, that's one thing I don't know how to do yet. <laughs> Did you get ice cream at the end? No, no. Oh. It was just like a joke thing. It's a tease. Oh, man. I feel like such a moron. 
Um, in a good way, though. In a good way, yes. In a good way. <laughs> I feel like a moron in a good way. That's me every day. So there's also this uh, Fix Kids Bikes. Yeah, we're doing Thursday night work parties from 6 to 9. We have snacks, and you can learn how to work on bikes. You don't even have to come in with any skills of bikes. Pre, pre Just a willingness to get dirty, because you will get dirty on with these bikes. <laughs> <laughs> the grease is black. Your hands get black, and... It, and greasy, but you'll learn a lot of stuff. That's how I started learning working on bikes or how to work on bikes. Just working on the kids' bikes. They're simple, coaster brakes, no derailers. And, um, and then once you learn how to do that, you can move up to derailers and cables and everything like that. And um, six to nine on Thursday evenings, we're going from, actually we started now, and we're going till... Um, December 19th, I think. And that's all the bikes there going to Christmas House, which is another local nonprofit where mm-hmm. um, parents can pick out presents for their kids or low-income parents um, without any having to pay anything. We Last year, we donated 137 bikes to them. Wow, wow that's yeah. crazy. Very cool. Yeah, that is awesome. I like how in the description of fixing the kids' bike, bikes at the end, it says... No experience is needed, just a willing to get greasy. Yes. Which is how I feel sometimes about living ever now. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. If you want to do this, you just have to be willing to get greasy. Yeah. Or a seagull pooping on you. <laughs> yeah. That too. That too. Because that happens in Everett. It huh? does all the time. I have a funny story about that, which I will share off the air. <laughs> um, so that's cool. So October 9th, November 13th, you can pay a fee. It's 25 bucks. And you'll you can, learn how to do all the basic repairs, re- roadside repairs. And then volunteers are needed right now for fixing kids' bikes. 100 is the goal, or are you trying mm-hmm. to beat 130? I think we'll go over 100, but all right. 137 was our, our, what we got last year. Very cool. And sharingwheels.org is for all of that? Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then in the summertime, we do a kids' bike swap, where kids can bring in the bikes that they've outgrown and they trade them for bikes that fit them. And we do a big drive to build up bikes for that, too, in the summertime. Um, so that's like one side of the year is the wintertime Christmas house. And the next side of the year is the summertime kids swap. Very nice. Very, so we're very always cool. working on kids' bikes. And then um, we're always looking for volunteers to work on adult bikes. Anytime we're open, um, you can come in and volunteer. And we'll put you to the task either... Um, depending on your skill level and what you want to do, we need people to take pictures of bikes. Um, we need people helping with sh- social media, um, helping with eBay sales for pictures and building up adult bikes for our floor. And that's um, one of the main ways we get funding to keep the shop open is selling the adult bikes. Nice. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to add before we uh, sign off here? I know you mentioned you guys have a new mission statement. Yeah, we just updated our mission um, to simplify it a little bit. And um, our updated mission statement is keeping people and bikes moving. And we do that with ease um, through empowerment of giving people access to tools, the shop, and advice. Um, We have a new layout that has more room for people to repair bikes. And affordability, we have a bike for every budget. The price ranges from about 50 to for a project bike to 150, uh, $1,500 for the titanium bike. And we have, um, we have a Work for Wheels program where people can volunteer t- um, their time towards a commuter bike um, 
and sustainability we re- by reusing and recycling our donating bikes the bike do- donations are on hold for now because our shop is full but we'll be we'll let people be aware of when we're taking in bikes next um, education repair classes and programs um, the roadside repair again was October 9th and November 13th and then we'll be continuing more classes along the year so keep checking with our website to find out the next ones and then um, we're always needing volunteers uh, to take a shift helping with social media bike repair and customer service and then the Thursday work parties are 6 to 9 p.m. We always have food and snacks and music and friendly people. Awesome. Very cool. And people can learn more at uh, sharingwheels.org? Yep. Perfect. We have a Facebook page and Instagram too. Awesome. Well, yeah. Keep up the good work and thanks so much for uh, sharing with us today. Thank you. If you enjoy Living Everett, you can support us with a donation to our Patreon. Even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this podcast about the good things happening in Everett every single week. If you want to know more, head over to patreon.com slash liveineverett to donate today and help support Living Everett. And also, speaking of Patreon, huge mungus thanks to uh, Julie Willie Fronholtz for donating uh, and signing up recently to become a patron. Julie, thank you. We so very appreciate it. Do you know Julie? Uh, I know the name. Okay, because I, I was going to say you just went right over that like it was nothing. I was trying to hope no one would notice. <laughs> you know, sometimes no, no. You pronounce. I think you pronounce it right. I don't know. I don't. I don't know German, but <laughs> Frauenholtz with a Z. You know, you just when you get to like those hard words, you just gotta like say them fast and with confidence and hope no one notices. Right. <laughs> maybe you got it right. <laughs> I think you did fine. So thank you, Julie, for sure. That's awesome. Um, and thank you for listening to the Live and Ever podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop us a line, you sure can. Contact us, podcast.liveandever.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. And thanks to Sarah Mullich from Sharing Wheels for sharing with us today. And special thanks to Oliver Elf Army for our theme music. Good things happen in Everett because of you. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful city. Have a great week. This is why we're Everett till the grave.